Hola, listeners. Welcome to the Adventure Seed Podcast, a random roller podcast where every show is different. I'm Whitney. And I'm Heather. Out of 20 possibilities, we rolled for a single issue for today's adventure. And I picked the first issue of the 2020 series by Boom Studios, Dune, House of Atreides, number one, written by Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson, illustrated by Dev Pramonic. House Atreides. House Atreides. I wrote down House of Atreides myself. It's just House Atreides. I don't know. You're right. I don't know why I like to keep putting extra words in it. I keep trying to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> we also rolled for drinks. Heather is having a strawberry milk. And I'm having Rum My Way, which just so happened to be with Coca-Cola Classic. Oh, that's such a classic rum drink. I know. It really is. I felt like it. I, we. this is an original story I wanted to talk about. So I wanted to have an original drink. So uh, let's stick around and see all of the chaos that we come up with today. Yeah, I've added the of to it several times and I just thought that was funny that you also have the same brain as me yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> and as bookworms it just makes sense because you usually say house of something right um but like I've noticed in the writing I've noticed in the book or the the comic I noticed in the movie because mm -hmm. I rewatched the 70s-ish movie yeah in preparation for this and they they all just say house atreides or house whatever planet atreides you know so i just found that very interesting it was very interesting i want you all to know that whitney did way more prep than i did i read the comic and so when i got here today and she told me she's watched all these fun tidbit things i was like she spent her time way better than i did today well i was really excited it's similar <laughs> to the like like whole ramen thing like i did some ramen research but you like deep dove yeah. into all the noodles <laughs> but you, you are definitely our resident expert today well i mean it shocked me because you are not our sci-fi person and I am the sci-fi person and it was your pick and you picked this completely independently of me. Although I think maybe Garen from printed panel podcast, maybe had something to do with this. He did. He did. <laughs> Cause he, he keeps like, you need to read this. You're going to love it. You're yeah. going to love it. Please read this book. Um, and I just kept putting it down because to be quite frank, everyone has done Dune. Yes. And Dune is not an easy thing to just like, pick up and walk into in my opinion there are a lot of of moving parts and pieces and characters and politics and it is not like your your beach read not at all kind and of, you just kind came of back from the beach yeah. so you i know that you, you did know. not sit on the beach reading dune no absolutely not although it would have been kind of appropriate yeah. because of how hot and the sand and all the yeah. jazz you know they do have dunes at myrtle beach there were signs everywhere that said keep off the dunes uh did you none of them said arrakis no none and there them. were no sandworms <laughs> <laughs> the sandworms in the dune movies look so much like the trimmers worms yeah which it always, it's just always struck me as very odd when I watch Tremors, which I love Tremors. And I've watched the whole say, franchise. I think there's like a trope in science fiction that, that deserts must have worms. Yeah. I mean, look at uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Speaking of Star Wars, I am drinking my rum out of a Porg Tiki mug. It's adorable. And it makes me really happy. 
I, I think even though it's Star Wars, it's quite fitting color scheme wise for our book today. Color scheme wise, uh, weather climate wise, the weirdness of the world and this ginormous like imperial figure who <laughs> is loads away from Arrakis. So Arrakis is AKA Dune. Yes. So when people are talking about Dune, it's not just a sand dune. It is actually the name of the planet. Yes. That the locals on the planet call it. Correct. Yes, 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 yes. The indigenous peoples of, of the, of what is now known as Arrakis. Yes. Which Dune is set like the novel. Let's take a step back for a second. Mm -hmm. So Dune is a classic sci-fi novel. Yes. It is the, one of the most classic of all classic, uh, in my opinion. I know that there are a lot of writers before. By Frank Herbert, right? Yes, Frank Herbert. Um, and he wrote it in 1965, and it was originally a serial in a magazine called Analog. Oh. I didn't know if you knew that. I did not. Yeah. But I have heard of Analog because um, Isaac Asimov published a lot of his stuff there, too. Yes, yes. Who is really, like, the king of science yes. fiction, I guess. Um, although Mary Shelley is still the queen. Oh, absolutely. Like, ultimately, at the end of the day, she's my she's my favorite. But yeah, so um, yeah, Frank Herbert and he his son kind of picked up his mantle and has carried on the franchise. That's why we are having new stuff consistently. Oh, nice. Uh, they he is one of the big shareholders of the company, and um, it's Herbert Books or Herbert Publishing or Herbert something. Oh, okay, I can't remember. But yeah, so they did a really good job. It, People with two first names always freak me out a little bit, and they're always a little weird. So it only makes sense that Dune was born out of Frank Herbert, mm -hmm. in my opinion. But Dune has gone on to sell almost 20 million copies oh, wow. and translated in more than a dozen languages. So it's really interesting that this, this book keeps getting new life breathed into it every five or six years. I mean, you've got video games, board games, songs, you've got authors, you've got um, unofficial books, you've got the whole official franchise, which is six, six novels worth. Mm -hmm. um, you've got the TV adaptations, you've got reboots of the original movie. Um, and now we have the 2021 movie, that is getting ready to come out. Or, yeah, getting ready to come out. Getting ready to come out. October so, 22nd. Yeah, of 2021. So that's yes. really exciting. Hopefully this uh, this podcast is still around after 2021 and people can go back, I remember that day. <laughs> <laughs> when the, the new Doom movie came out. <laughs> um, but it looks phenomenal. It has have a you great seen cast. the trailers? I have. Yeah, it looks great. Well, so David Lynch did the 1970s book or uh, movie. movie, and mm -hmm. I just love it. David Lynch is such a trippy mm -hmm. director, um, and I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. But she's taught, like, the intro is essentially our issue one. Yes. It's a 30-second little blurb done by the daughter of the emperor, mm -hmm. or whatever he's called. Uh, the Emperor Supreme, not the Emperor Supreme. The, oof, what is it? Um... Emperor of the Known Universe. Yes. And so, which is on the the planet Kaitan. Kaitan. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about spice. And the spice melange is the spice that essentially powers all of the galaxies in this in this. Yeah, universe. it allows space travel to happen. And space travel, it's like it's it's made gaseous it's kept mm -hmm. in its original physical form it's made into a liquid form mm -hmm. there's all different all different ways and properties of melange mm -hmm. and we our comic opens up 
with this bright red ball of a planet, mm -hmm. uh, which we are immediately told is Arrakis. And there's some stuff going down. Yeah. At the refinery, mm -hmm. one of the big refineries on Arrakis. And so it's Baron Har Harkonnen, 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 Harkonnen. And he's just a jerk. Yeah. I mean, he's just like nasty, awful, terrible beast of a human being. If you can even call he him. He cares. Him. He's one of those guys that cares about his profit and his bottom line more so than he cares about his workers or their well-being or comfort. At, at one point during the last election. Yeah. And I'm not going to name names, but no. somebody said that he was this baron. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that checks. <laughs> I mean, he even looked like just the, so the, the four horsemen mm -hmm. pestilence. Yes. That, that is like the mindset that I have from this baron. Yes. And water is, has never fallen on this planet. So this is the prequel to Dune. So like yeah. the Dune novel that we know, which is in 10,990 or 92 or something like yes. that. So this is the years leading up to it. It's mm -hmm. a true official prequel. Yes, it is. Um, for me, not, not having read Dune, not having, like I've seen the 1970s movie all the way through once. I'm excited about this year's movie. Um, this is a really nice entry point for me to this, to this series, um, because I don't have to have knowledge coming in. Well, and I actually, I actually wrote down this bullet point and we didn't talk about this before. Mm -hmm. so it's really, I, I love how our brains are always simpatico. Um, knowledge of, I wrote down knowledge of a novel source can really help navigate a comic series. Yeah. And, and especially one that is as popular as Dune. However, they did such a good job because they like they are not taking for granted that the audience has this pre-built knowledge, this pre-built right. information coming into it. Now it's, it certainly helps. And like going back and rewatching the show or rewatching the movie, I've read the book, but it's been it's been forever since mm -hmm. I've read it. So just touching base with the movie again, actually like really put into mind what's going on in this mm -hmm. comic. And I really did enjoy that. But they, you're right. This is, they did this series. It's what, 12 issues? It's I, only 12 issues, right? I think so. Okay. And I think they're already out. I think there's one still dropping. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, but the, the graphic novel's out. Oh, maybe it's. So maybe I think it's... they're, I think this, the second graphic novel is about to drop. Yeah. Or the first issue. Let me do some fast Googling. Yeah. Um, while she's doing that, I can keep talking. So, yeah, I'm really excited about it because it's we tried to pick a single issue that if you wanted to get really involved into the comic, you aren't going to be upset with us because yeah. of our whole, we try not to do crazy long series <laughs> like Saga. <laughs> Although we need to talk about Saga one day. We really do. Side note. So, um, in the book... House Atreides is building an army, is mm -hmm. building all this technology to try to overthrow the emperor, and it is all based off of sound. And this is this is future. I know this is not really that important right now in the comic right now, but having that that movie knowledge that 
that uh, book knowledge mm -hmm. kind of helps me understand why are they so freaking out over this? Why right. are they trying to get over here? What are they doing? And it's really interesting to to know that that's, that's what's happening. They're trying to set them up to fail. Um, what I also think is really, like, because I've seen the movie and that's, like, my only knowledge of Dune, um, this Baron that we have here is the Baron in the movie. Yes. So there's, like, like yes, this is a prequel, but they're making very obvious choices to, like, kind of ground this in the original work as much as they possibly can. Um, so for those of you that are very familiar with, with the canon of Dune, um, you'll like these, these little tidbits that they are giving. Yeah. The little Easter eggs of everything. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so it opens on Arrakis and then it goes through this really crazy little scene. We're not going to spoil anything for you. Mm -hmm. And then we're off to Kaitane. Which is the home world of the Padishan Emperor, which is, he's just, he's just gross. Yeah. Um, the movie, the 1970s movie, he's like this distinguished looking gentleman. And even though he's in bed with like gross people, he's pretty all right. But no, not, not this one. Um, oh, so you have found the information. So there are two more issues left. Uh, 11's about to drop in just a few days, and then 12 will drop in mid-November. Mm -hmm. So this will, this whole series will wrap up, uh, coming up really quick, just in time for the movie. Yes. Which is exciting. So we have the striking visual of the red planet, the red mm -hmm. desert, the the heat, no rain, no, no blues, greens, purples. Yeah. And then we're immediately into... Like once we get to Kaitane, we're in the this this beautiful immersive galaxy mm -hmm. kaleidoscope of colors. We've got all the blues, greens, purples, golds, and it's clear that this is a rich planet. I'm glad that you have mentioned the color scheme shift. That is because, as we know, we talk about art a lot in this in this series of podcasts. Because <laughs> um, we both really love art. We both really <laughs> love art. I love that. The artist, um, uh, Dev Pramonic, and the colorist, Alex um, Guimarães. 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 Uh, sorry about your name. We'll learn and do better. Um, but I love that they have made these these choices about having each planet with its own color palette. And it was stark. Like, I liked yes. how they had... Uh, Arrakis on the left page and mm -hmm. then and, and like I read the comic digitally so I didn't understand just how quick I, my brain knew but mm -hmm. seeing it in person you've got the paper copy seeing in person mm -hmm. uh, it's like boom in your face like yes. it's clearly a shift in in the story change mm -hmm. and it's going from like I feel hot looking at the pages yes. of Arrakis and then we go into this and you can feel not only you can not only see the richness but I almost feel a start like AC, like a blast of cold air yes. when I come into this. Well, page. and then just as we're talking about this color shift later in the comic, you get um, House Cal uh, House Atreides on the planet Caladan. Um, and the whole time we're on Caladan, um, we get the full spectrum of color. You get those rusty reds and those deep blues. That's true. Um, and like it's a balanced... It, yes. it seems like it's a balanced thing. And that, that vibes with 
what is happening because the reason why um, the emperor is it Ashud or Ashad? Ashad. Mm -hmm. um, emperor Ashad is so upset and is wanting to punish House Atreides is because they're getting the favor of the people. Yes. The, the villagers are all trusting them. The villagers, the people are all trusting them. The, the, um, all of the miners are looking up to them. They're flocking to House Atreides mm -hmm. because they feel like House Atreides might be the future and yeah. they, they're looking out. And we, we are really getting a sense of how, how well balanced they are. Mm -hmm. So, um, it, it's just all the art of Emperor Ashad is just. He's just so scary. He reminds me so much of Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Like and like how his face gets transformed or mm -hmm. transfigured. 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 Yeah. What is it when you um disfigured? Uh, That's yeah. the word I was looking for. Because I thought you were saying transfigured because it's like the amount of power that he has has literally transfigured him. That too. So yeah. I'm just, I'm looking through, I'm just looking through the pages because it's so, it's a very interesting, we don't want to ruin too much for y'all, not that there's a lot, but, you know, Dune is, is so, so well known. Yeah. But because this is an original story leading up to it. I will say, um, Dune issue one is a very slow paced issue. There's not a ton happening. There's really not. You're, you're just meeting your major players. And so if... If Dune's something that you've thought about getting into, um, but you've never really been able to, like, have the attention span to get into it, um, this issue really gives you the depth of, of knowledge that you need for, like, who the players are and where they're positioned. I feel better than the comic, or not the comic, the book does, and much better than the film, because everything is so impressively, like, color-grouped. And um, for me, this was just like visually and mentally easier for me to follow than the film or the book ever has been. I agree. I especially really like how um, Vernius is taunting the emperor. Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about that just because he he is so sassy. Yeah. He's coming in there like he is somebody and he clearly is. But he like he married his girl and then like is like rubbing salt in the wound. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny to me because he's like one of the most powerful people on in the galaxy. Yes. And this guy like gives no craps about it. He is just there to be like, he's, he's, he's folding his arms in front of him. He's like what he's calling mm -hmm. him the pet name that his, his wife used to call him. And he, you could see that he clearly like, when I say like, sometimes like I speak Southern to upset people, like the worst thing you can do is be really nice to someone who's yes. really angry at you. And he, he does it. So he well. does it with all the sass of a true Southern gentleman. <laughs> yeah. And the emperor loses his mind. He's like, I make the law. I'm going to, you're going to do what I tell you to do. Can I also just comment? So they, they do like a little, a little flashback. There's this beautiful little flashback um, in this panel. Uh, it's at the top of one of the pages of this, um, this scene, right before we transition to um, planet Caladan. So it's the last of Katane. Yes. Katane. And um, we actually get to see this woman, um, Shondo, that they're both, uh, that, that one has married, that one has tossed aside. It mentions well, that concubine. she was a concubine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but I, I love, we complain a lot about how women are like oversexed in comics. Mm -hmm. I love how tastefully drawn she is because mm -hmm. she is like fully covered, but there's like some nice bust cleavage here. Yeah. She's busty, but it's, it's practical. It's, it fits mm -hmm. with the rest of her body. It's not, mm -hmm. she's not. Yeah. Yeah. And she's not like disproportionately curvy. Oh no, yeah. And she's, she's like, she's, she's like a nice, healthy, booty. thick mm -hmm. lady. Um, I really appreciate that in this comic. And then later um, on Planet Caladan, we get um, the Is leader of that planet's wife. Jessica, Jessica, right? Jessica? I think Jessica's the name of the wife, the wife of Atreides. Um, but she's also like very well proportionately drawn, um, very appropriately clothed. Um, and she also has some sass to her. Oh, yeah, she does. Um, and she's a redhead. Oh, yeah. We, you know we love our redheads. Um, but I, I kind of hope that there's, like, a little bit more of her in this I mean, series. If, I mean, the the she's a very prevalent character mm -hmm. in the book. So I really genuinely hope so. Because, I mean, the, the father, or the father, the son and the mother duo mm -hmm. is is very prevalent throughout the thing so it'd be really interesting and you have a son does this kind of give you like a little bit of vibes yes because you've got your own little gingers boy yes two of them i know that's true and my household is overrun with gingerness <laughs> <laughs> so um we we get this really cool um it there's a machismo moment in mm -hmm. the middle of the book and so you know i'm sure groups like PETA got a little upset <laughs> but it, it I I do like that they did choose um this particular machismo mm -hmm. event uh to showcase the baron's mm -hmm. um ferocity as well as familial respect and like just how his people were cheering him on and very excited he was doing this to honor his son so i really love the big theatrics the big family vibes that we have in can that. i can i like linguistically nerd out on you for a second please do that's the whole point so this is all taking place on planet kaladin mm -hmm. and he's having a bullfight mm -hmm. um i, I don't what think you told <laughs> well i don't like i don't i don't think that the bullfight like we don't have to tell the outcome and sure. the outcome is rather questionable up until the very moment. Sure. Um, so what I think is, is like nerd awesome is that bullfighting is really a culturally prevalent tradition in Catalan, Spain. And if we look at the spelling of Caladan and Catalan, they have a lot of linguistic commonalities. What? It's almost like that was probably intentional. I know. <laughs> but like the fact that like House Atreides, they, they're seeing a play in the very beginning and the historical figure in the play is a historical figure from our own universe and mythology. Mm -hmm. um, and so like. Well, I mean, this is humanity's future. Right. Right. Um, and so, but I feel like that, that these little, these little bits just make it feel like. It's not quite so sci-fi. It's like, a very enriched world. Like mm -hmm. Frank Herbert wrote, like, so there are many different quotes and many different articles all talking about him. And it's, it, the one thing they all agree is the level of complexity mm -hmm. that this novel is and the way that this world is built. Yeah. And you, you've just hit the nail on the head by further expressing that. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you got to nerd out linguistically. <laughs> that doesn't get to happen a lot with you and sci-fi so yay 
Um, yeah, so I really enjoyed it. So are you going to go, are you two thumbs up on this? Are you going to keep oh, reading Oh, I'm series? going to keep reading. I have through number eight in my box at home. Um, I need to get the last few, but I'm very excited for this series. And I'm going to try to be caught up when the movie comes out in five days. We'll see how that goes. I know I'm really excited. Um, I know that you're going to go see this movie in person. Yes, that's our goal. Yeah, so hopefully that goes well. Mm -hmm. So good luck with all of that. Yes. We saw Black Widow, mm -hmm. and we were the only person in the yeah. theater. So I think you should be good. I'm, I'm thinking we definitely won't go opening weekend because of COVID numbers, but I think by like week two or three, it'll be safe to do like a three o'clock in the afternoon. Absolutely, kind of and you'll probably be the only person in the theater. That's our goal. Yeah. So yeah, we really enjoyed Dune. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, we definitely think you should pick it up. Is this a series you'll keep reading as well? I'm definitely going to. Um, I'm going to wait though, because I bought the I bought the comic on Comicsology, which I love having that as a resource. Because mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you all know this, but you can get comics on Overdrive. You can like you if as long as you have a library card. There's a lot of different apps, but Overdrive is the one that our, mm -hmm. Knox County Library primarily uses. But none of the apps had this comic to lend out like they didn't even have it a, as an option yeah um which kind of stinks because it's dune it's a classic mm -hmm. i really wish that libraries would put more into comics than they do because it's a very valid Can resource I and tool low-key plug something for any of our Please underage do. student listeners Please if do. you are a student and your library system in your school has access to mac and via you can ask your librarian to get comics plus it's a Mac and Via add-on. I think it's like five hundred dollars a year. Can you spell whatever word you're saying? Mac, Mac and Via. M A C N V I A. Okay. Yes, I think it's, maybe it's M A C K I N V I A. But they can Google it. They that can way. Google it. Yes, it's one of the databases that high schools have access to. It's okay. a high school only database. Middle schools maybe too. But your librarian can do a five hundred dollar add-on for Comics Plus, and it gives you access to all. And I mean, like, like all whatever's published, whatever is published um, in the last 10 to 12 years, it updates weekly with new issues. It lets teachers assign class copies of whole graphic graphic novels, whereas like from the Knox County Library, yeah. only a couple people can have it checked out sure. at a time. Um, so I can take like all of Mouse or all of March and assign it to a whole class. And then my whole class can check out and read the same graphic novel at the same time. That's so amazing. It's awesome for comic book clubs because okay. then students don't have to have any money out of pocket to, to read comic books. They don't have to buy it or anything. Sure. Um, and multiple kids can have access to the same book at once. That's amazing. Yeah, so definitely. Okay, so I will say this. If any of you all are teachers or are interested in this information, please shoot us a message. Mm -hmm. We are happy to talk you through that. Heather <laughs> will be happy to talk you through that. And, and locally, our comic shop does that too, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And well, and I'll also say um, if any of you have deeper pockets than most schools and want to sponsor a subscription to Comics Plus, your school probably already has Mac and Bia. They just might not have Comics Plus yet. So that's always something you could make a donation for or have your PTA fundraise for to get that access to your kids in your school. Yeah, that's awesome. And start a comic book club. Yeah. That's a great, that's such a great suggestion. I'm so glad to have you on the show. You give this valuable amount of resource that I just don't have access to. So I'm so grateful that you um, remember to say stuff like this here. So awesome. Okay, well, that's cool. That makes me really excited for all the kiddos. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so I did comicsology and it was like two or three bucks for it. 
So I'm going to wait and get the graphic novel nice. uh, when everything's all released. So that'll be my big purchase. But yeah, I definitely will continue to read this. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And it's on to our business plug. So when I was talking to you about Dune mm -hmm. and you, well, you suggested Dune. The only thing that I was thinking about the whole time was Rome. And when I put in that this was my suggested business shout out, you were like, what in the heck? What, yeah. What, what, what is, is that? What is this? I see the, I see their little tagline and I don't understand. I don't understand what you've said. <laughs> Cause all I wrote down was beer battered and deep fried Southern and sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what? I'm like, that is what they say. It's on the back of their t-shirts. If it was a restaurant, I was like, I was like, is this something I'm about to eat? It says beer battered and deep fried. So I'm down to eat it. Whatever it is. <laughs> Realm R E A L M all caps uh, is that's at realm Knox on their social media accounts but it is this amazing band and it's like stoner rock meets doom metal but it's mostly doom metal because it's super like yelly but not screaming they don't scream so like people who listen to metal they're like oh they're not screamers well maybe i'm not gonna like it you're gonna love it i promise it's like this fusion of southern rock uh stoner rock meets doom metal and they're just amazing they're um they're super groovy um, it's got really good, like the climaxes are, they're built up perfectly. Mm -hmm. The crescendos are great. Like everything's just amazing. It's one of my absolute favorite bands of all time. They also happen to be from Knoxville, Tennessee, which is, is exciting in and of itself because yes. we like supporting local artists. Absolutely. But they're just amazing. And why, why I wanted to suggest them is because they, they've bonded together. They've been, they've all been in the music scene in their own ways for a very long time, for decades, but they bonded over their love of sci-fi and metal. And their first album, self-titled album was all about doom. That's amazing. like every song except for one, I think one was not about doom, but it was about another sci-fi okay. series. And the subsequent novel or uh, albums that they've put out since have mostly been about Doom. So like almost everything that they write about is Doom related. That's and I exciting. just find that amazing. <laughs> I just absolutely love their music. I love this band. But my favorite album that they have put out is the Red Clay Dead River. And when you look at it, it's clearly Doom. Oh, like yeah. you can see the Doom in in this stuff. Oh, absolutely. But it, it's just phenomenal. Their art is fantastic. They're, um, they've got a Facebook page. They've got their band is on Bandcamp. So that was definitely what I wanted to talk about today because they're amazing and they're great. I love them and they rock. I'm excited to try their music. They'll rock your face off as you yawn. Yeah, I know. I'm so we excited. Need to get you, we need to get you some coffee. We need to get coffee, my coffee, 10 coffee, month old coffee. to sleep through the night. <laughs> Play some realm. See if he conks out to you, that. You never know. It can't, it, it like, can't if hurt. It's not, if they're not conking out with the sweet lullabies, I would be lullaby to Rome. I mean, it's it's nice and like some of their songs are like super nice and groovy. Yeah. So far, he falls asleep to Bar Rescue. Nice, yeah. nice. Something about like angry, <laughs> angry people yelling about bad drinks, and my kid's like, "This is my life," and he goes straight. I mean, to that's sleep. metal music. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna love it. He's He'll gonna love, love Rome. I love it. Realm can come and play at the bar that he opens up in his future. Yes. He's going to have a pub or something. He's a little ginger redhead that's a second brother. <laughs> it's like it's in his it's in his DNA, his future DNA. <laughs> Are we ready to? And the way that you do tequila. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> All right. I have to find it though. Whitney's die digging. 
I didn't, I didn't die well today. All right, here we go. The good thing about Whitney is you know that there's never a die too far away. Really? I mean, really not. I have a, a potion bottle of dice <laughs> <laughs> that I just broke open. <laughs> All right. So. I'm going to roll to read. Yeah, you roll to read because okay. I read, rolled last time. Ooh, Ooh a 12. We rolled it. Honey, can you not read? No, I can't. That's 18. <gasps> oh, I was looking at the side of your dice. Yeah, you absolutely <laughs> did not see that right because I think, no, wait. I mean, 18 is a high number, so I'm excited. It's going to be good. I have to get up there. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. Okay, so it is a popular novel. Ooh. You picked the last popular novel, I so I get to pick this I'm one. I'm excited. And do we tell them? Because this has been at the top of my list for a while. Like, I told you the next time we roll a novel, this is happening. Um, We can keep it a secret. Let's keep it a secret. Okay, keep it a secret. Keep it safe. Yes. As Gandalf would say. Yes. Okay. All right, drinks? Yeah. Uno, dos, tres, go. Ooh. I did not roll well that time. You rolled your actual 12. I rolled an actual. <laughs> Look, I it's rolled, a 12. It's a 12. Um, I rolled an 11. See, I was really so just fortune telling what my I dice think, was going to say, I and I got exactly, excited. I think that's exactly what happened. All right. So your drink is listener. No, I'm, I no. That's mine. No, 12 is oh, white wine. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, I was reading your 11 for mine. Which my 11 is one, two, three. Modelo Especial. It is Modelo Especial. You said it right. Ha ha. High five, you. Okay, cool. Then that's what I'm drinking. So I'm going to write that down so I don't forget it. And I'm drinking awesome. white, white, white wine. White, white, wine. It just doesn't hit the same. Why not? If I'm seeing it, it all hits the same because that's a <laughs> terrible note to be hit. <laughs> So next, next time we'll be reading a popular novel of Whitney's choice that we will keep a secret. Well, because I've literally been waiting for us to roll that die. I mean, like you all should be able to guess it. Should they can't you? guess it. Oh, I bet they could. If they follow No Drinking in the Library, oh, yeah, yeah. If they'll they be able to guess. <laughs> um, so follow our quest, Adventure Seed Podcast, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you get podcasts, because we are on all of the things. We have like seven or eight different places yes. that we are now, and it makes me very happy. So may the dice always be in your favor. And roll well. And remember, the spice must flow. Oh, you had to throw that in. I did. Nice. Whitney here with Adventure Seed Podcast. If you're hearing this little Easter egg that we've dropped at the very end of our episode, give us a shout out and let us know. If you share this and mention this little snippet of our Easter egg, then we will send you a free sticker in the mail. Thanks, y'all. Roll well.